Where the hell have you been, soldier? Training, sir! Training, sir! What kind of training, son? Pizza training, sir! Welcome to episode three of Drew and Sam Talk Training. I'm Drew Helmholtz with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. And I'm Sam Fowser with Fowser Consulting. And on this week's episode, Sam and I will review the book High Performance Habits by Brendan Burchard. We'll interview two-time GM of the year, Luann Dellinger. And, well, Sam and I will talk training. How are you doing today, Sam? I'm doing great, Drew. How about you, my friend? Fantastic. I have been uh, learning and reading and well, creating job aids. Nice. We just spent some time together talking with Jim Groneman. You want to give the listeners a little synopsis of how that went? Yeah, Sam, it's been a good few days with Jim. We got to go through the better than yesterday system with his supervisors. Cool to have you in attendance for that as well. Always good getting out into the stores and seeing how supervisors do what they do on a normal basis and then try and tweak and adjust to get them in a place where they can become more efficient and use their time more Effectively. Yeah, it was really nice to see the system in action. The time in the stores with the supervisors, they just had fantastic things to say about the things you had talked about in class. And I'll just remind our listeners out there, if you're looking for just world-class above-store leadership training, better than yesterday and Drew are definitely where you want to go. Oh, Sam, that's the nicest thing you've said to me today. Hey, Sam, I... Along the way over the last month, I actually became certified and was able to put letters at the end of my name. Have you noticed that in my email? I have. Tell the listeners what uh, you did to get that certification and what CPTD stands for. It is a Certified Professional in Talent Development issued from the Association of Talent Development, a global collection of trainers. For me, the culmination of years of work, I became a certified master facilitator about eight years ago and then a certified master performance consultant about two years ago. And this just ties everything together. Become certified as a talent development professional. It means that I can do e-learning, I can facilitate classes, I can build learning programs, I can work with you on even some HR function. There's very few people, they only certify about 15 or 20 people every, every month. And although that seems like a lot, it's global. So it's not a terrible lot of us that are CPTD. But as I was getting certified, it got me thinking, what certifications are there in our pizza store, Sam? Well, that's a that's a great thing. And you know, while we haven't come across a completely brand efficient certification progress, a lot of franchisees are doing certified CSRs and certified pizza makers and certified delivery experts. And people are getting the little pins on their hats and they just seem to be going bonkers about them. Folks love the pins and the certifications. So I think it's fantastic that you've done all that work to get your certification. I think it's great that our listeners, if they haven't done something yet to certify their teams, that they start to do something to make their teams feel more important and and maybe buy into what they're trying to get done and take a sense of ownership and a sense of pride in their job. I agree. And those that are doing certifications, congrats. Those of you thinking about doing it, Sam knows something about certifications. I may know something we could probably help you out. However, I also wanted to just share some of what my certification entails. My certification lasts for three years. During that three years, I have to earn 60 points to become recertified. 
now it's 60 points at the beginning. I was like, okay, that's not bad. It's, you know, a point or so every, you know, three weeks I can, I can pull that off pretty easy. And then you start to look into what gets you points. If I write a book and publish a book, that's 20 points. That's one third of the 60 points is publishing a book. Okay. Now I'm a little scared, but they have conferences two or three a year before COVID. Every hour you speak at a conference is one point. Well, that might get me three or four points a year. Holy cow. How do I get to 60? Sam and I do these book reviews. One of uh, a point, one single point is reading a book that was published after I was certified. Because the idea is to keep on with what's going on in the certification realm for talent development. I mentioned this because I don't know if you've noticed, Sam, but things change constantly in the stores. Boy, they sure seem to. It's like somebody's moving our cheese. It is like someone's moving our cheese, isn't it? It is. Could you imagine if we were one and done for certifications and you were a certified CSR, I don't know, 20 years ago? How different? is the job today than it was 20 years ago. That's funny you should say that because I was a certified CSR 20 years ago and the job is a lot different. We've got to make sure that people out there, especially our listeners, are doing the very best they can to keep their team up to date. That's a just a fantastic point. As you're looking at building out a certification program, don't just build what you need to certify today. Figure out what you need to do to keep them certified. If it's a product certification, how often do you want to make sure that they're in your standards? If it's a delivery trainer certification, how often do you want to see what they can do as far as the five steps of OJT? Do something to keep the learning and the, the skill set top of mind. You think there'd be a good idea in if I was a general manager or a franchisee, if I was creating my certification program right now that I put a timeline on it, you know, perhaps... You know, if I certify you as a CSR today, that gives you a one-year certification or a two-year or a three-year. Do you think there'd be value in that? I do, actually. I mean, with the turnover we have at a lot of our positions or just the general churn, right? The folks get promoted or leave. I think doing something in that six months probably is too little. Two years is probably too much. So somewhere in that year, maybe maybe you split the difference and pick nine months. I think that nine months to a year range is probably pretty good with the turnover we have. And plus it will it'll keep your team members engaged in that never ending process of learning. Wait, even in pizza, there's a never ending learning process? Wait, there sure is. It's hard to believe. <laughs> I'm sorry. For our listeners that don't know me well, that was sarcasm. And we'll have an entire class on that later. That was also sarcasm. There will be no sarcasm class, mister. So, Sam, that's certifications on my end. What have you been up to? Well, I had the opportunity to spend some time with Anthony Satterwhite. We talked about interviewing which to me is the very first step if you want to get any kind of retention at all. And we learned how not to do the simple qualifying interview. And we got into some structured interviews where we asked some serious questions and we learned how to actually select candidates and that it's okay to turn away some candidates that have been qualified, but just aren't a fit. So that was pretty exciting. Um, but the really big news, the thing that I spent a lot of time on, and you were there as well with me, was after we spent some time with Jim and his supervisors as we got in our cars and headed south down to Centralia, Illinois, where we started to put together the Next Level Training Academy, where we're going to be 
doing some hands-on training for people that want to become better at making pizzas, want to become better at leadership. We've got some great ideas on curriculum that we're going to do. We're thinking about having a need for speed class where there's a chance uh, I could bring up a former world's fastest pizza maker to be a coach. So you could learn from the one and only Dennis Tran, how to become a little bit faster. Nice way to name drop there. Yeah. He, uh, he's, um, he's fast. I've seen him. I've seen him in person a couple of times, just like you have. If you're friends with Dennis on Facebook at all, you notice he's getting a little gray and I'm, I'm here to tell you just because there's a little snow on the roof doesn't mean there's not still a fire in the basement. That guy can, can just flat get it when it comes to pizzas and they look, they look so good. So that's pretty exciting. We'll have more information on that as, uh, as we open up the next level training Academy. Nice. I can't wait to get that started. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Well, that seems to be what's going on. And I got a little off of my chest around certifications. Let's hear from one of our sponsors. Better than yesterday consulting. Do you have opportunities that seem to always be opportunities? Day in and day out, week in and week out. Whether it's supervisors that work long hours for little tangible results, or leaders who are not motivated to the same goals that you have. At Better Than Yesterday Consulting, we offer solutions to your opportunities. Check out our suite of online supervisor courses, our in-person, in-store classes, or even our on-site consulting. We help and support you through your solutions. For more information, visit trainwithbty.com. That's trainwithbty.com. Or call Drew Helmholtz at 734-845-8147. All right, what a great ad from our fabulous sponsors, Sam. We're so lucky to get them. Yeah, it's amazing. We were able to pin them down and get some cash out of them. Books, books, all the books I'll need. All the books, all the books I'll ever want. Let's move into our book review. This week's book was High Performance Habits Chosen by Sam. It's written by Brendan Burchard. How'd you like the book, Sam? Well, I'm a big fan of Brendan. I thought the book was great. You know, the first two books we did, Who Moved My Cheese and The Energy Bus, were both told in a way that you and I really connect with, and that was in the form of a fable. This one, not so much. No, not a fable. Yeah, a couple of stories as he introduced new sections. But for the most part, I kind of saw this book as more of an instruction manual of things to do if you wanted to become extraordinary. I agree. Between uh, his giving in the websites to do a uh, high-performance assessment, which I took, and I may not be high-performance, Sam, how about you? Yeah, I took it as well. I certainly wasn't scoring where I'd like to. But with that said, I would say that my scores on what he calls the HP6, if I'm being honest with myself, I think they were they were pretty close. The things I scored better on, I believe I'm stronger at. And the things that I didn't score where I wanted to, I think are things that probably I need to work on. And, and those parts of the books were more eye-opening for me than the other parts. I, I agree with that statement, Sam. I completely agree. In fact, that's how I actually read the book. Um, you and I discussed this. I had a really hard time with this book, with it being more ad for services than fable. May I pull a small excerpt from the book? 
for you? Yeah, please do. I'm not going to quote the book exactly. There's a chapter later in the book where he talks about, uh, he's about to go on stage and there's a musician up on stage talking about, don't be satisfied, always be dissatisfied. It drives performance. And our man, Brendan is about to go on stage and say, slide two is a giant, be satisfied that high performers are happy. I'm the kind of person like, I want to watch the YouTube video and I want to see how you do it. I want to get into a store and I want to see how you make that pizza. I want to see how you use the app. I want to see how you build a schedule. And and he walked us right up to that line of, then I went on the stage and I burst this bubble. But then he never tells you what he said on stage. Yeah, he sure didn't. I was I was waiting for that as well. Did you notice that he did say, though, that he had a conversation with the musician afterward? Yes. And amazingly, he was able to sway the musician at the end of the conversation. Yeah, and... Uh... I think sway might be a little stronger term than I would use. I think he got the musician to maybe think about it. Sam, you and I have talked that, you know, this is about high performance, right? So can you give a real world example of how this book could help somebody or how it may have helped you already? Well, I think for me, you know, it was built into these, the HPC, the six habits. You know, you and I talked before we started recording about some of them are things that we either consciously or unconsciously do. And we kind of skimmed through those parts, but there were other parts where I thought were really, really fantastic. I think there's something for, for every leader in this book. And the thing that I really want to tell our listeners is if you're someone out there that says, Hey man, I'm already a high performer. I'm, I, I know how to do it. I think there's something in this book for you as well. And that is, I want you to jump to page 289. And I want you to do some preventative maintenance on your success and read what he calls beware of the three traps. And this is for people that are already performing really, really well. And sometimes we start to get in our own way. And, you know, this is experience talking game. If you start to see some success and you start to not act like somebody that's been there before, it can crumble pretty fast. And I think that if you read these three traps and you're successful now, it will help you avoid some things that are not pleasant to experience. Sam, I, I reference back to high school and college coaches. If you're out there and you are a coach, if you've ever heard somebody say the phrase, act like you've been there before. That's all part of this at uh, this section. Yeah, the the three traps was awesome reading. And then here's the other thing I really liked about the book is I didn't pay for it. I got it for free. I want to let all our listeners know that you probably already saw it on our Facebook page. But if you simply go to www.growthday.com backslash HPH dash book dash step dash one, you can take his assessment. You'll get your assessment results within minutes in your email. And it will also take you to a place where it will tell you to put in your address and he'll send you the book for free. He says, hurry. This is only while supplies last. I've got a funny feeling that there is an endless supply of this book. I'm just saying, because like Drew so eloquently put earlier, the book is a good read. It's also and I think we wouldn't be doing you a service in this review if we didn't tell you this. It's also an advertisement. From cover to cover, it is an advertisement for what he does, which is teach people how to be better influencers. And to me, if you want to be a great general manager, you've got to be a great influencer. I think it's worth going in and giving him your email address, doing the assessment, getting the book, 
and then reading the book. This is the first book that we have for free. Now, you may come across Sam or I in the store, and we may have Who Moved My Cheese in Her Bag to give to you. However, the likelihood of you seeing us is low. The likelihood of you going to this website, putting in your email address, completing this assessment, and then getting the book is high. That said, full disclosure, our man Brandon here is an advertising machine. Once you give him your information, you're going to get emails from him uh, once or twice a day. I opted to not give my phone number away. Sam, how's your text messages from him going? Um, you know, I, I hear from Brendan on a regular basis. Uh, I did not make his Christmas card list. But, you know, if, if, if you're afraid of going to get the book for free because you don't want your email block box to blow up, just opt out. In the book, he mentions becoming a prolific content creator. I thought I could create content. I got nothing on him. Yeah, he's a machine. Back to the book. I think that I think there's something in the book for everybody for all levels. If you're an assistant manager listening to this podcast, there's something in there for you. If you're a general manager, there's something in there for you. If you're a franchisee, I think there's something in there for you. And if you're a consultant, there was something in there for me. Is there anywhere where this book didn't go far enough for you, Sam? You know, I think you hit it on the head with a, he took us right up to going on stage and then they didn't actually tell us how he nicely completely said the opposite of what the speaker before him said. But my guess is if I opened up my checkbook and wrote a check for one of his classes, I'd hear that story. That would probably be behind the paywall. Yeah, exactly. I think other than that, the six habits were really good. The fact that he gives you these prompts and he gives you these practices, there's not a lot left to the imagination. You want to follow the system. If you followed it closely, it would probably work for you. So in parts of the book that I thought I had the content and I didn't need to hear the story, I skipped to the performance prompts. And one of the first ones, and I'll share it with the readers, is a three-parter. And performance prompt one, uh, when I think about the future for self, social, ill, and service, the area I haven't had as much intention as I should is. I kind of like where he's going with this, right? So I could read these performance prompts and go, uh oh, my, my, my service is on the low end right now. I haven't been out helping in the community. I'll read this section. And that's kind of the way I approach this book. The prompts are great. The quotes from other folks in the book are great. It's really good content. It's just a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. All right, Sam, I think we're to the point where we can rate this book. Let's get to it. Is it going to be in your bag for giveaways as you travel around? Is it going to be on your nightstand so you can keep going back and reading parts of it? Is it going to be on a shelf collecting dust or is it going to be holding up the table? Well, as I said earlier, I really liked this book. And as you said, it's a really big book. So it's not going to be in the backpack because I'm not getting any younger and I can't lug this thing around. The other thing is if they go to the website, they can get the book for free. For me, this one's on the nightstand. And the reason it's on the nightstand for me is that I think there's a lot of good things in it. I definitely like the prompts. I like the practices and I like that at any given time, I may be struggling with one of the six habits. I could go back to the book, reread just that habit and call it good. So this one, as it has been for over a year, is still going to be on my nightstand. The difference between now and a year ago is now I've actually read the darn thing. How about you, Drew? Where are you putting it? In the backpack, on the nightstand, collecting dust or holding up a table? Got to be honest, I was thinking the same way as you. This isn't a hold up the table kind of book. And it absolutely is not a carry around and give. 
I may like our listeners a lot and I may love the people that pay for my services to have me show up in their stores. There's no way I'm lugging around a 400 page book that you can get for free. Put in the time, do the assessment, get the book yourself, then keep it on your nightstand because there's something every day. He even suggests in the book to take the assessment every two to three months to see where you're changing and where you're modifying and the better than yesterday thought process that works on the nightstand is where this belongs. And just as a parting shot, if you're a prolific reader like Sam is, his original draft at 1500 pages was longer than the Torah, is longer than Game of Thrones. <laughs> so, so now that it's only 400 pages, he really did some work to get this book smaller. He did. And I'll tell you, if there was no other payoff for him at 400 compared to 1500, at least I thought about reading it. And then I actually read it at 1500. I would have been out before I started. Well, that wraps up our book review. Let's take a moment and hear from one of our fantastic sponsors. Are you a trainer? Do you want to connect better with your learners? Then mark your calendars now. April 5th through 7th, Fowser Consulting will deliver the T3 experience. This workshop will give you the skills, knowledge, and confidence to deliver higher impact training to your teams. At its core, this workshop is a presentation skills must-have for any trainer. You'll have the opportunity to stand and deliver three separate times and receive honest, critical, and supportive feedback. Check the website for more detail at FouserConsult.com or email us at sam at FouserConsulting.net. The T3 Experience, designed to bring out your best. And now, back to episode three. Welcome back to the podcast. Today on Drew and Sam Talk Training, we get to interview two-time national GM of the year, Luann Dellinger. Luann, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Yourself? I am fantastic. Luann, in uh, 30 seconds to a minute, can you tell us about you and who you are other than the fabulous two awards you've won? Uh, well, I'm a mother of two. Both my kids work with me, so... Uh... We like to go to the beach and, you know, hang out and all that. How about in the store? How long have you been with Domino's? I've been with Domino's. It'll be 33 years next month. I started when I was 16 as a CSR. Then I moved up to a uh, a shift, then an assistant. And then they became manager. And if I was only an assistant for three months and everything, and I really wasn't wanting to become a assistant or a shift uh, assistant. Yeah. I was working at Carolina Freight and I kept trying to get on there full time and JB Sasano and him kept trying to get me to come full time. And I was like, ah, I got laid off there. So then that's when I came full time and everything worked with some great people. I didn't want to leave it. So that's why I was working both jobs. Seems like you started away the same way a lot of other folks have that this wasn't exactly where you want it to be. And suddenly it's exactly where you have to be. Yes, sir. <laughs> so how long have you been a GM then? Oh, yeah, I know. Since 92. 92. 92. 90, yeah, yeah, I think so. So for our listeners that don't know, Luann and I were in the same franchise from, well, let's see, I started in 94. So we were together from 94 till what, 07, 2007? Yeah. 
And during that time, Lynn, were you ever the franchise GM of the year? Uh, yes. I don't think we called it GM of the year. I think it was MVP for years. Yeah, for uh, our franchise. I, I mentioned this just because it may be a lingering sore spot for me, Luann, that, that for years you were first and I was usually third. <laughs> hey, Drew. I guess that begs yeah. the question, why is it a sore spot with Luann if you were third? Shouldn't you be mad at whoever was second? Oh, no, I could never be mad at whoever was second. Wow, Luann, shots fired. I know, just me. <laughs> Luann, as you hear, that was Sam Fowler on. Uh, he's going to be asking questions along the way as well today. So let's talk about uh, your store, your two-time GM of the year. The first woman to do that, I believe only the second or third person to be two-time. How'd that feel when you got the call the second time? Uh, the second time, well, Mac and him, uh, I kept bugging JT and asking him if they ever heard anything. Because the first time they told me, they knew, I knew about for two weeks and didn't tell me, which I about killed them for that. But I was off and uh, JT had called my daughter and says, well, get your mom up to the store. You know, he had already told her. And so we go up to the store saying something was wrong or whatever. So we go up there and here comes Mac and JT and Sumner and Taylor and all of them coming in. And I'm like, oh, what's going on? I was like, what's wrong? Mac, when he first told me, he was like, you know, we've got some news. And he just looked like it was all serious and like I was in trouble. And I was like, oh, God, what have I done? I didn't think I'd done anything. And uh, when he told me that, I just started, I just started screaming i couldn't believe it and everything I, yeah i was just so excited and my daughter was there i was happy that she was there with me and I, everybody was whenever they had told me and i just couldn't believe it and i asked him, i said can i please at least tell my crew <laughs> and everything because uh, they were so excited last time that's awesome and if your crew is excited i i'm going to guess that's because they're involved in everything in the store is that fair yes yes yeah they all they all like to know where we're at especially like on adt and, you know, our numbers, they see where our ranking is and everything like that. Nice. You mentioned your daughter's work for you. You're telling your crew about ADT and all the numbers. So I'm going to take it that you involve them in everything about the store, what's going on. Yeah, yeah. We've, I've got a uh, list in the office that shows our uh, updated every Sunday night is for year to date. Once I got it in 2018, I had those numbers up and I kept track with it in 2019. Every day I'd update it and people would look at it, but they were always asking, you know, where I let them know where we we're at for the week. And because uh, they would see where we'd finish. And, you know, especially my, my girls at lunch, they're like, hey, we stayed at top you know, in our DMA and everything. I was like, okay, good. Cause if you keep, you know, you, you've got to, if you start good, that gives you a, a little bit of leeway for in the evening. Cause you always have people call out sometimes or, you know, car problems or anything like that. And that way it gives you a little bit of, you don't get down there too bad. Hard to run uh, perfect service. If your first delivery isn't perfect. That's right. <laughs> and they know to get everything in the oven quickly and have the, uh, drivers bagged up and we have everything ready for them so when they come in they make that drop grab it and out the door they go tell me about tell me about your crew then so in your store your record week two weeks ago maybe just about double national average which was super congrats on the record week thank you tell me about your crew tell me about your shifts your your ams what they do and how they they help you oh my gosh double National sales, run great service, lead the DMA in service. Tell me how they help you with that. They, they help take care of the customers, you know, when they call. They want to make sure everything's right when it goes out. And if, you know, which everybody messes up and uh, 
you know, when they do call back if something is messed up, you know, we'll get it. And, and the people are happy, you know, that we took care of it. Um, like I said, you know, they, they take care of the customers. They we want to get them out there quickly. They know to, you know, to make sure everything's proved, have enough prep and everything to go through the stuff. And the drivers know, you know, to get there and to get there as quick as possible. Because, you know, I tell them, you know, you don't want to speed or anything like that. Just get there. We run a lot of singles. Um, every once in a while, we'll do some doubles. They know to, you know, get there, get back and the hustle and to keep everything going. So it's a good flow. Do your, do your AMs do any of the manager stuff? Do they, you know, place food orders for you or, or interview team members or train folks for you? Or is it just you? Are you, are you the one doing everything? I do the food orders and everything and I do all the interviewing and everything, but you know, they'll do the training. They'll help, you know, train with the, all the new employees and everything. Sam, do you have a, a question? Yeah, Luann, your uh, extensive time as a general manager. How many general managers have you developed over those years? I know one, no two. I've had two that's done that um, because I'm partners with Mac. And, okay. you know, they usually say there, I had an assistant that was with me for like 13 years and she didn't want to go anywhere else. She just wanted to stay as an assistant and everything. So we made a really sure. good team. But then I had some people, because um, once I partnered with Mac, you know, they would go with Mac and everything. But I've had two that's moved on. Nice. It sounds like you do a really good job of sharing your expectations with the team and keeping a really good scoreboard. And people seem to be interested and into that do you see that you don't really need to to guide them towards the scoreboard they're just kind of gravitating towards it because they want to see how the team's doing yeah the the you know the ones that's been there you know we'll get the the current you know the newer employees we'll tell them and everything then they'll do it but that all the older other employees they know to look and and everything like that especially all the insiders and all the drivers and everything so you obviously got the amazing award of general manager of the year a couple of times. What's in it for the crew to continue to look at the numbers and strive to give your customers the very best Domino's pizza experiences? Is it just a sense of pride or are you rewarding them in some way? Um, well, it's a sense of pride, but I do, uh, I do reward them. You know, I'll, we'll bring, I'll bring food for them all the time, have little parties or stuff like that. Uh, I know a couple of times I've went and got bar. I'll either go get barbecue, have a big spread out there, or we'll just get stuff and we'll have it out there for everybody to eat. And they know that anytime they need anything, that I will do whatever I can to help them, whether it's personally or dealing with work, um, if they come to me and everything. Because everybody there is like a family and everything. We've helped everybody out. And, you know, everybody helps everybody out, whether it's, you know, the drivers helping each other out personally or, you know, just everybody cares about everybody. And so they want to be number one. Wow. That's amazing. Hey, listen, the next time you have a barbecue spread, if you need an extra driver, uh, <laughs> maybe I could make my way from Michigan. All right. I'm getting ready to do one. I promised them ice cream, homemade ice cream, too. And we didn't get that. So uh, one of my insiders was wanting that. So I owe them the barbecue for the record week. though. <laughs> so I got to get that scheduled. Yeah, be careful with that barbecue in Lincolnton, though. It's, <laughs> it's vinegar-based, Sam. It's not. It's not their sweet ketchup stuff. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> so, Luann, tell us um, a little bit more about the speed of service. I understand you might be a kind of fast pizza maker. Were you 
it, you were on the stage for the 2018 rally, right? So that was the year that you actually won the first time you were on the stage as a, one of the fastest speeds makers, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That year, uh, that made my year that year. <laughs> it was, I, I gotta say, it was cool for me to be one of the MCs to, to call your name that it was just awesome that you were up there and, Tell me how you get to be that fast and tell me how you get your team to be that fast. Cause there's no way it's just you at the volume you're doing. Oh no! Well, as long as I've been with Dominic, you know, we used to have the actual two trays and stuff and the managers that I have had in the past, they would always push you to go faster and everything. And, uh, that's what I do with, you know, my girls, they know, or most of them are on the line are girls. But uh, they don't want to hear me. I keep telling them faster, faster. You got to go and everything. But I tell me, you know, you got to make it right also. But they know if they don't get it up, I'm going to start saying something. If the time start, you know, going up on the make line. But they, they push themselves. They want us to see. They want to see us succeed and us to stay on the top. Because I told them, you know, we've always been the uh, out of our franchise, had the fastest make times. We've always had the best ADT. And I was like, you know, we got to keep it up and everything. So they're really competitive as so am I. So, but they, they'll get in and they'll do it, you know, cause we, before the DSS, we always did the shoulder surfing and, and everything like that. We do not make floats up. We don't, we know I've always been told never to do that. <laughs> um, I know they said, Oh, for a few, you know, five minutes or something, but we don't do that. Um, we just, you know, make everything as it comes. The only time we'll make anything up early is if it's, a, you know, a timed order a few minutes early before it's going to drop. Other than that, everything's made as we get the order. I got to ask. So, so as you're yelling at them to go faster and faster, what's the time in your head where you're like, go faster, go faster? Where, where do you start yelling at them? And when do you stop yelling at them to go faster? Just total curiosity. If it gets above three minutes, I, you know, I'll, I'll, they know that I'm going to start saying something um, and everything. As long as they keep it under, you know, under the three, I like to stay around the two, but sometimes that's not possible. Um, but yeah, they know if it gets up there, I'll go over there and help, you know, we'll get, cause we have two people on the ovens. We'll switch up, but I, you know, I always try to have my aces in my places, make sure the fastest people are always, you know, I've got my fastest person slapping and cheesing, you know, whatever they need to do. But if you do that, then everything's going to go smoother. Um, some of my slower people, you know, they'll start off when it's not as busy, but during the rush, I'll say, okay, you guys need to switch up because if we don't, we're going to get behind. And they understand that they don't get mad or anything. They know they got to pick their speed up before, you know, they can actually slap a Friday night rush or we'll swap out some people once somebody's getting tired. So just to recap real quick before I let Sam ask the next question for our listeners listening in, Luann's expectation is between two and three minutes and she's doing double the national average in sales. Yes. <laughs> I just wanted to accentuate that that for just a second. That's just awesome. And and the fact that you're a world's fastest pizza maker finalist and you're telling me your aces in their places, you didn't mention you on dough or on sauce or on cheese. No, usually I'm on the ovens. Uh sometimes I'll be on the on the dough every once in a while, but usually a Friday Friday nights I'm on the ovens. Man, one of the things I heard you talking about when you were talking about yelling at the girls to go faster was that you also maintain a sense of quality. How important is that to you and the team that you maintain a great quality pizza? So again, that your customers are getting the very best possible Domino's pizza experience. They know that they've got to do that or I'll call remakes um, and everything. Cause that way, 
because when we all the customer feedback that we get, everybody, you know, they love our pizza. They say we're the best pizza place and everything, um, especially the people who come to the drive through. You know, we've had people that used to go to our pizza hut and everything. And once we moved to our new location, you know, they came in when we had the dining and, and they come at least once. They came at least once a week until our lobby shut down <laughs> and they brought their daughter. And that's her favorite place. Um, the kids, they love coming there. I'm looking forward to the lobby opening back up, you know, because the kids. I like interacting with the kids and so do the girls. Nice. So that quality aspect, if you're timing someone inside your store and they make a large pepperoni pizza and they do it in 30 seconds or 20 seconds and they're really happy, but it doesn't pass the five elements of a great pizza, what do you say to them? Um, I just tell them, you know, just you've got the speed, but you've got to, you know, slow it down or get your technique to where you can get that with your speed. Um, concentrate on making it right. Sometimes they'll get that thicker edge. And I'll tell them, you know, just go a little bit, you know, closer to the edge. Usually that's where it is. Or, you know, sometimes they'll miss the cheese and when they're doing it real fast and everything. And I'll tell them, you know, you want to still concentrate on that. And then then they work. With, I said, you got to get them both in sync with each other. So I think what I hear you saying is that speed is worthless if there's not quality attached with it. Yes. That's fantastic. Luann, is there anything that we haven't asked you that you want to talk about, about your store or about your fabulous town or your girls? Oh, my girls. Yeah, they're great. I don't know what I'd do without them. Because, <laughs> uh, like I said, when I, the assistant I had when she left, it was they they stepped up for me and they'll fuss at me. Even all my other I've got one shift that she only works like three days a week or something. They're trying to run me out of there at Friday night because, you know, we make sure everything's prepped up. I'll get there early to make sure I have everything ready. So when the store does open, I don't like doing prep while the store is open because you don't, you know, you could get hit and, and everything. And uh, I make sure everything's ready and there's, you know, prepping up for the next day. You know, the drivers know to keep the, get everything washed and everything so we can get everything ready. So it doesn't leave as much for the next person the next day. So that way we're constantly trying to prep and, and everything. I, I'm just proud of my crew. And I'll, um, cause none of this would have been possible without them. I mean, they're, they care about the customers when they, you know, they, they care about them, they care about the quality, but we want to get them their food. And like with the inside, when they would come in, the kids, we would give them dough to play with. And one little boy, he would always come in and say, can I have a patty? And I had some, I was getting that, you know, it started blowing a little bit and I gave him a small patty and he was sitting there actually making his own pizza. And everything. I was glad when Domino's opened it back up to where it was, how, from how it was when they closed us off the first time. It opened back up so they can actually see us making their food and everything. That's one thing I like. My crew's great. They all they care about me, and because they know I care about them, and they'll do stuff to help me out if you know if, if something happens. If I'm you know if I'm in a tight spot, they'll all come in and I, you know they all show up early. You know, not on time, you know, because JB always used to say, you know, if you're on time, you're late. You know, they all at least 10, 15 minutes early. That way they know, you know, we're busy. Hey, you need me to go ahead and clock in or if we ask them, they'll clock in. They know they know we're all a team and we, we do everything together. Luann, if I'm a young general manager just starting out, which, yes, Drew, I know I'm not. If I'm a young general manager just starting out, what would you give me as advice for me to travel along the path I'm going on and, and hopefully someday take this stage and get that awesome trophy like you were able to 
to get twice. Set your goals high, but but never give up because you know everything is not going to go right all the time. But set your goals, but you want to you want to keep going there. You know, set steps to get to your highest goal that you want to get, and you know don't give up. You're going to have bad weeks. You're going to have people leave and everything, but you've got to show your employees that you care about them. That's always been my thing. I show that I care about them and they help me out, which is in the long run, they know they they care about the store. You get everybody caring together. That's great advice. That's awesome, Lynn. And and that team aspect and the setting us the 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 goals far out doing the steps, huge fan. Believe it or not, Luann, that's that's the end of the interview. I don't think we have any other questions. Do you, Sam? I've just got one last one. Luann, you've been doing this for 27 years and uh, going in there and getting it done at a very high level. What's your favorite thing about being a Domino's Pizza general manager? Being around, being around all my people, uh, my crew, and the customers. That's that's my favorite thing. I like to talk and <laughs> everything with them and... Uh, I just like, you know, the the family aspect. And that's how it is at our store. I, I just love that. I couldn't imagine not being there. Like if everybody goes, oh, you're going to be making pizzas till you're 65 or whatever, because I'll be 50 this year. Because I keep telling them I'm getting old. I'm getting old. I tell them I'll be in there in a wheelchair, probably slapping pizzas or watching them or something like that. Luann, you're not old at all. I just turned 56 yesterday and I'm still slapping pizzas. Oh, all right. <laughs> Well, this has been fantastic. Thank you so, so much for taking time out of your busy schedule uh, to chat with us two goofballs. We really, really appreciate it. Um, hope you have continued success down there and uh, would love to see you on the stage again as the Domino's Pizza National Manager of the Year. That would be that would be fantastic. Oh, that would. I, I'm I'm going to try. I'm, my numbers aren't too off from last year, but uh there's a lot of people out here now that's getting <laughs> getting lower ADT and everything. So, all right. So, Luann, for Drew and Sam Talk Green, thanks so much for joining us on this interview. All right. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. Take care, Luann. Sam, it looks like we've come to the end of episode three. We have talked about training, we've talked about certifications and the last four letters at the end of my name. CPTD. We reviewed the book High Performance Habits by Brendan Burchard, and we had a fabulous chat with Luann Dellinger, two-time GM of the year. Now, before we go, we've still got to talk about episode four. And well, Sam, what's coming up on your radar? Well, real exciting stuff coming up on my radar. We're getting ready to announce the dates and the location of our Train the Trainer session. This is a three-day immersive session where you're going to learn how to be a much better stand-up trainer for your team. And if you do any kind of classes, it's going to be very limited how many people can come. Drew's going to be there. I'm going to be there. I'm going to have a special guest trainer come as well. And we've done this class a number of times over the last 10 years and people just come out changed at the end of it. So I'm really looking forward to that. How about you, Drew? What do you got coming up? I have the deployment of the learning hub upgrade that I've done with the Garrity organization. I get to roll that out to them on site, including some coaching guides and job aids that they've requested to supplement the hands-on piece and lighten up on some of the video components. I also have a fabulous better than yesterday training system with Mac Pizza in Houston, Texas, 
They purchased my services through a fabulous donation to the Partners Foundation last year. So I'm always happy to go and help Partners Foundation. And this felt like a great way to do it. That sounds like a lot of fun, man. Have fun with that. Hey, should we talk about episode four then? Well, you know, I think as long as we keep getting listeners, we should keep popping these episodes out. So what's on tap for episode four? Episode four is my book. Uh, I get, I'm choosing 100 Percenters by Mark Murphy. A book I've read before, but it's probably been about 10 years. So it'll be fun to go and review that again. I think, Sam, you and I might talk training in episode four. I think we might. And, you know, just to back up to that book a little bit, I just want to take this time to publicly thank you for choosing a book that was half as long as the one I chose. <laughs> yes, it is significantly less than your book. You are welcome. Also on episode four, Drew, we will interview one of the major influencers in the Domino's Pizza world today to give our listeners something that will really help them be better than yesterday and continue them on their journey to be super successful. Nice tag. Thanks for the free plug of my consulting business. Always happy to do it. At the end of our podcast, we say, submit a question and you'll win the book if we choose your question. However, this book is free if you go online and follow the links on our Facebook page. Sam, could they win something other than this book because the book is already free? Well, as I'm looking at my fabulous prize chest that is just chock full of stuff that somebody is going to want, yes, they'll win something. I uh, can't exactly tell you what it'll be because I haven't determined that as of yet, but trust me, you're going to want this prize. So make sure you get those questions. Either email them to me at sam.fauser at gmail.com or me drew at better than yesterday consulting.com or put them on the Facebook page where you saw this link or send us a smoke signal or send us mail or heck, I don't care what you do. Just send us some questions. We love seeing them. Just don't do carrier pigeon. It's cold in Michigan. It is a little chilly. All right. Well, that wraps up episode three. Thank you everyone for listening. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends, tell your families, tell your enemies. Let's get everybody listening to Drew and Sam Talk Training. Until next time, I'm Sam with Fowser Consulting. And I'm Drew with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. Go out and have a great day. And uh, while you're at it, sell more pizza. And have more fun. 